The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This Ladies and gentlemen, we used to know him as Mayor Pete. He now is not only Secretary Pete, but he's Father Pete now, too, I believe, <laughs> since last I saw him. Congratulations, the father of a pair of twins. Congratulations, Secretary Pete. Thank you. We're, uh, we're over the moon, as you might imagine. Not sleeping much, but absolutely thrilled. Yeah, I know. I know about the non-sleeping, for sure. And you got two of them, so God bless you. That's right. How does transportation figure into both infrastructure legislation, the infrastructure legislation, and Build Back Better? So when it comes to infrastructure legislation, what we're seeing right now is that we have gone decades without investing in the transportation infrastructure people count on, whether we're talking about roads and bridges, whether we're talking about public transit, uh, and that's caught up to us. This is a chance to fix that and create jobs. But it's also part of the bigger picture of our economy, and that's what, where the president's overall Build Back Better agenda comes in. Remember, what's in front of Congress right now is not just a chance to modernize our infrastructure and invest in transportation, but to invest in our families, to make childcare more affordable, to make pre-kindergarten education more affordable, uh, to get parents uh, paid leave so they can take care of new kids uh, when they come into a family, as well as dealing with our climate and so many other things that need attention. All of this adds up to a major moment to make life better for all Americans. And I'm, I'm proud to be a, a part of an administration that's thinking big. And also some of your initiatives would also affect the environment as well. Transportation can make a big difference when it comes to a clean environment and, and energy, right? Absolutely. Look, when you look at uh, uh, greenhouse gas emissions that are causing climate change, the truth is the biggest chunk of that is what comes out of transportation. But, but that means we can be a big part of the solution. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, today I'm gonna be doing an event here at the Department of Transportation about electric vehicles, uh, which put no emissions into the atmosphere. By the way, this is also an issue of environmental justice and racial justice, uh, because communities of color are more likely to live in areas that experience a lot of pollution from cars, from trucks, from ships. So as we get to a greener transportation sector, we also have families that are gonna live healthier lives. And we get to create jobs through this. Remember, the, the, the global, uh, for example, the, the global auto industry, it's going electric. 
The question is, are more of those electric cars going to be made in America by American workers putting money in the pockets of American families, or is it going to happen somewhere else? That's why we've got to make sure that we're on top of this as a country, and it's why this administration is pushing things like electric vehicles so hard. Well, to that point on electric vehicles, what can the, the government do and what can the Department of Transportation do to help the private industry create more of those jobs and create more of those electric vehicles? Well, like you said, this is about private industry, right? We're not going to have the government manufacturing these cars. Nobody wants to see that. But what we can do is we can accelerate that process, like making sure there are more chargers available. Uh, you know, we got to make sure that whether you live in a dense urban area, a large building uh, where, uh, you know, not everybody has their own garage, uh, or whether you're out in a rural area. we got to make it easy to have the charging infrastructure to plug these things in. Uh, and I can tell you, you know, I'm, I'm a, uh, now that I'm a dad, we uh, traded in our old cars. we got a, a plug-in electric minivan. Uh, and this thing is amazing. Uh, it can go 20, 30 miles uh, without needing a charge. It's going to save us gas money. But uh, it was uh, pretty expensive up front, even though it's going to save us some money. So the other thing we're paying attention to is how do we make these electric vehicles more affordable? It's actually lower income Americans who could benefit the most from not having to spend money on gas. But to do that, we got to bring down the sticker price of these cars. That's something else we can do with rebates and incentives. And it's part of the president's plan. Public transportation, high speed rail. Does that figure as well into this conversation? You bet. You know, the president is famous for being a big Amtrak fan. I am, too, and really believe in the possibilities around rail and high speed unlocking economic opportunity, uh, but also just getting around town. You know, public transit is such an important part of uh, how people can access opportunity. Uh, we got to support uh, the worker, the essential workers who count on public transportation uh, to get to those jobs that, that are so important for, uh, you know, things like health care. Um, by the way, again, Americans of color are more likely to count on public transportation, which is why this is a justice issue, too. And this shows you how everything is all connected. Uh, you know, this is a climate issue. Uh, the more people don't ha necessarily have to use a car to get to where they're going, if there's good transit options, uh, the less congestion there's going to be on the roads and less pollution there's going to be in our air. Lastly, Mayor Pete, as we look at these pieces of legislation uh, and our friend Joe Manchin and, and some of the things he's doing, um, it, are there any of the issues that are dear to your agenda or dear to our transportation agenda, as we've discussed, that are in jeopardy in the negotiations? We know that people are arguing about scaling that bill back better. Um, Senator Manchin has a, a bottom line. Is there anything specific to what we've talked about today that is in jeopardy right now? Yeah, part of a negotiation, obviously, is we may not get everything that we want. And I think the president has acknowledged that. But uh, we will insist that all of these measures are good and they are worth it. And if they have to be trimmed back or maybe uh, initially have to be done for a different period of time, uh, you know, those are the trade-offs that are happening right now in Congress. Uh, but what I can say is that taken together, these initiatives are going to make the 2020s and the rest of our lifetimes better in America. They're going to create jobs. Uh, they're going to increase the affordability of, of raising a child and, uh, and being a worker in this country. We believe in them. We stand by them. And we're going to push for them. Secretary Pete, now Father Pete, congratulations, my friend. I've done the minivan, too, but it wasn't electric back in those days. Uh, God bless you. Good to see you, man. Thanks very much. Uh, Take care. Keith Washington is a good friend of mine. Oh, yeah. yeah very oh, that's great. Friend. He's doing great work here. And my daughter just got her master's in transportation engineering, so I'll tell her I talked to you today. Outstanding. Maybe I'll see you around the halls here sometime. Yeah, maybe. Thank you, man. Good Wonderful. to see you. Love to the Thanks family. A lot. All right. Bye -bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. More MIP after this message. Folks, we're in Washington, D.C. today, 
recognizing the 10th anniversary of the unveiling of the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial on the National Mall. In these 10 years, millions of tourists come every year to see this memorial. And some of you may recall it has a special place for me, a special significance, because the memorial was actually unveiled on my mother's birthday, the first, her first birthday after her untimely passing, October 16th. 2011. Well, we recognize it. We recognized it uh, today, I should say, and had a chance to catch up with a few folk. I think you all would want to hear from just briefly, as we were all gathered for this important occasion. I'm sure you saw on the news: uh, President Biden, Vice President Harris, were there to speak um, along with Speaker Pelosi. So we got a chance to catch up with her. We always appreciate doing that and appreciate her time for us and make it plain. So why don't we hear from, in this order, uh, Speaker Pelosi, Congresswoman Terry Sewell from Alabama, Congressman Troy Carter from Louisiana, Congressman Emanuel Cleaver from Missouri, Congressman Bobby Scott from Virginia, We'll also hear from the MC of today's event, the actor Hill Harper. We'll also hear, lastly, from the former president of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity, Dr. King's fraternity, and the person responsible for getting the memorial built. The Alphas raised the money, built this memorial. We'll also hear, lastly, on this 10th anniversary of the MLK memorial from the president of the MLK Memorial Foundation, our dear brother, Harry Johnson, in that order. Take a listen. Long live the spirit of Dr. King, a black man's image, his statue on the mall with all of the white presidents. That is very important. The significance of 10 years, Madam Speaker, at this memorial, how does that make you feel? Well, it's pretty thrilling to be here on any given day. That 10 years have gone by is hard to believe. But the fact that we haven't made the progress we need to make yet, but we're on the verge of it, makes today very special. With the President of the United States making his commitment uh, in legislation that will be transformative, it makes it a very special day. Congresswoman Terry Sewell, what do you think Dr. King, we're here at the Martin Luther King Memorial, what do you think he would say about the filibuster? Well, I think that he would see it as uh, the barrier that it stands right now to achieving and securing our democracy. Um, I think that the filibuster has got to go. Um, reforming is the very least, but the fact that you can have a Supreme Court justice be selected with 51 votes, but you can't put on the floor the John Robert Lewis voting rights bill without 60 votes to stop debate, let alone to vote for the actual underlying bill, it's a barrier. It's a modern day barrier. Thank you for continuing Dr. John Lewis's legacy. Congressman, what's the uh, significance of 10 years here? 10 years of the erection of the Martin Luther King Monument demonstrates that we will always be a part of the fabric of this country. We know that there are those who are trying to reverse history, to soften the effects of slavery. You cannot soften the effects of slavery. 
you have to maintain and recognize the only way to correct slavery is to fix it going forward by building a stronger nation, by caring for our people, by, by creating economic opportunities, getting rid of criminal, uh, having criminal justice reform, building safe and strong economies. That's what the 10th year of this monument means to America. It means to everyone. More MIP after this message. Gentlemen, uh, Congressman Cleaver, Congressman Scott, the significance of the Martin Luther King Memorial 10 years later. Congressman Cleaver. Well, it proves that the dream never dies. Uh, here we are 10 years later, keeping the dream alive. In fact, just the, the existence of uh, the Monument Memorial uh, teaches us, I think, uh, how we have to stick to it no matter what, uh, that, because otherwise that monument would have been built. And now we've got to continue to build monuments around uh, that will stand the test of time in terms of the freedom we continue to, to uh, fight for and pursue. What, what do you think Dr. King would say about your neighbor, Joe Manchin? Well, Joe Manchin voted for the uh, rescue plan that is in the process of cutting child poverty in half. Uh, we're going to make sure that we make uh, significant progress in the infrastructure plan and the Build Back Better plan. And whatever we do in those plans, it's not the end. We're going to continue to fight. Hill Harper, how did it feel for you to MC the program today, 10 years later? Yes, yeah, such an honor to MC the program 10 years later. It's an incredible, first of all, the, the monument is one of the most important as the only non-president or former president to have a monument on the National Mall. It represents something so significant for us and, and just reminds us what over the last 10 years where we've gone wrong. I mean, we, we have to renew the fight of Dr. King because you can see it's under attack. And this, my heart is just filled, all of these folks here and, and the remarks of the president, this is just a, a wonderful day, but it just charges me up and I hope it charges up everybody else because we have to fight back and this is the moment and this is the time and that monument to me represents that. So I appreciate it. God Thank bless. You, Thank Good you. Good to see you, man. Thank you so right, much. Be in touch, brother. To the anniversary of the MLK Memorial, the chairman of the MLK Memorial Foundation, the man who helped make this happen, former president of Alpha Sky Alpha, my brother Harry Johnson. How do you feel about these 10 years? Man? 10 years have flown by. Here. 10 years have flown by very fast. How proud we are of what the memorial stands for. Democracy, justice, hope, and love. And it stands for all that. And to have people from all over the world to come to the memorial, three million visitors a year, outstanding. What's, what's next for the memorial? We'll concentrate on programmatic pieces, so our social justice fellows, our youth leadership conference, our conversation series, and then things around the memorial to help others, give away food and other things that we did. And you've gotten two presidents to come to We have, so outstanding. We had the top three people of power today. We had president, vice president, speaker of the house. You can't get any better than that. Thank you so much. Glad you're here with us. Bless you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 